Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 338. I am your host, Florence Ion, and I am joined here by the absolutely irreplaceable Andy Anako. Hello, Andy. I can't be replaced. I can be upgraded upon, however. I'm I'm I, I am but an imperfect Maybe. vessel to contain the perfection we could all of the universe. Use little software tweak here and there okay i i feel you on that one oh also um, also it's december so actually in all, in all humility i'm not sure how much of it is how much of this is um we're, again an imperfect vessel to contain the perfection of the universe and how much of it is it's the second week of december none of us are actually trying as hard as we really should on at anything so maybe you're not getting the best out of me uh, not not as a tactic defiance. I'm just saying, you know what is what it's like. It's like it's like it's the week before, like the last day of school. It's like you got to be there. You want to be there. You want to be there. But that's all. Right. Saying. Okay. This feels like it's a. Let's just go ahead and jump into it. So <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest here. Still don't have a Christmas tree yet. Um, I'm sad. We were talking before we started recording about some of the changes that COVID has brought on into our like personal communities. And one change that it brought for me is that the place where we used to buy our Christmas trees is no longer, it's just, they disbanded it. I have a, so what it basically was is we used to buy our tree from a lot that would uh, give it would basically give like former inmates a job, like a job that they could get back into the world after they get out. And like, you know what I mean? Just get something on the resume, like show that, you know, um, I am a little concerned that because of the pandemic, we're still in, (laughs) that's why we have not been seeing this program, but I'm also concerned that it's possible (laughs) climate change has gotten to us because I've been reading a lot of think pieces about why you should be switching to a fake tree. So in between all like, oh, we don't know where the heck to get a tree versus, oh my gosh, do we do it like bite the bullet and just go get a fake tree? We've just been waffling between the two options and thus have remained without a tree. And it's seriously, seriously harshing my vibe because I kind of really need that tree to get into the holiday spirit, whatever holiday that may be at this point, because I'll take anything at this point. Yeah. I don't know if it's nostalgia, but there is something, even as someone who lives alone, there's something about like coming home, like from like errands or whatever, and it's dark. And the only source of light is this brilliantly Mm -hmm. lit, like now that, now that it's all LEDs, you don't have to worry about fire. You don't have to worry about consuming power. That's that's one of the nicest Gosh. things when the a dark living room that's lit only by like a hundred thousand little lights. That's very very positive. Can Although, I tell you a story very please. quickly? Uh, because you just mentioned not a fire hazard. The thing I was very scared of as a child, and this is I think one of the very first real evidence of how much anxiety I harbor as a person. I I used to watch Rescue Nine One One. <laughs> yes, the show that was hosted by William Shatner in the 90s, where he would walk you through some pretty traumatic events that they not only reenacted, but they also pasted the like emergency call yeah. over the reenactment. So it was like extra eerie versus an unsolved mystery situation where you're just, I don't know, it's just something a little more eerie about the emergency services call. But one of the episodes was about a Christmas tree engulfing a house in flames. Yeah. And... I 
I had severe anxiety about that for years. I could not sleep. So Christmas was just a time that I did not sleep. And it seems that I continue on in that tradition of not sleeping around Christmas time because that's still happening. To well, you'll, me. well you'll, you also have a kid. So that's, that, that's, that's part of his anxiety is part of it is just parenthood. Mm. But yes, yeah, I have, I have a tree. I do, I do, I can say that my artificial tree is a part of a tradition. I'm going to, I'm going to say because, uh, uh, the the sad the sad thing is that like um i do miss even like 10 years later that my 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 annual uh christmas present to my parents was i would buy their i would buy their tree mm-hmm. and my dad and i would go to the exact same tree lot he would pick out the he would pick out the right one because there's only one right one mm-hmm. only one right one mm-hmm. i agree and that and i would i would i would buy uh a a half a gallon of, of fresh fresh uh pressed cider because that that for some reason they, it was a farm stand sort of place and yeah. they always so and so and then we would spend like the we would spend like about an hour arguing about like how long we need to keep the tree outside before we can put it inside but then like there'd be like an entire afternoon of like they're 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 getting on in years and so I would do like most of the work but mom would want to put on like the fancy ornaments and dad would like do the I'll do all like the 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 crab walking underneath the tree to make sure it was spiked in properly and getting the the sprite poured in correctly. Uh, I, 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 I hate was, that part, by the way. I'm always yeah. the one that's on the bottom having to. Help yeah, that I don't like it. it and every and every year, I could count on I could count on at least one solid, sincere, like boastfully proud, like compliment from my dad, and that would be the time when, like, amidst the Christmas decorations, we would haul out the. It's not terribly complicated, but complicated enough little wooden platform that I had I had built one year, realizing that you know what if we that if it weren't for this like little step in the fireplace, this would be the perfect place to put it. But we can't, so we're gonna have to put it to the left or the right. Then I realized, ooh, what if I make like a half platform so that it could sit half on the fireplace oh, mantle and have not exactly. And he was, and he was like, I don't know why I, I don't know what we I don't know why I didn't think about this. We lived in this house for fifty years, sixty years. I don't know what. Anyway, so so we we had that we had that tradition. But the other tradition was, and it's gonna sound silly, but it's. Uh, my my grandmother had like a Christmas tree, like in the attic, a, a fake Christmas tree that was pretty much like ninety six percent decorated permanently, and so we would take the Christmas tree down, pull the trash bag off of the Christmas tree, <laughs> bend the bend all the branches so they look nice, readjust like all the lights so they look nice, and then like put on the final ornaments. So I can say that my fake Christmas tree is like continuing my grandma's Christmas tree. Uh, tradition but the problem is that i haven't i haven't set it up yet uh and the clock you, oh, really well because, because i was under the impression you did all that already i don't know why no i've done see I, it's um i i've had a distraction i don't know why but i've had a distraction I, well I do you went have, to new york well not, not well not just that but uh again but this the the legend of the 110 year old building that i live in right there is there is like right outside my door sort of a marble like wash basin with this old like 100 year old bronze like faucet that's no longer working but it's a beautiful like and technically it's 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 part of like the hallway but it's technically my turf you know by eminent domain and so okay 
And so like this year I started decorating it like as a, this is sort of like a vote, sort of like a nook, sort of like a kiosk. Okay. If made out of marble. And so like I, when I went to, uh, when I went to home Depot to get some stuff, I said, Ooh, that's like a really cool, like tinsels, white tinsels, like Snoopy with a, with a hat on it. I'll get, I'll get that. I'll, oh, I'll put it right there. And I, you're earlier in the year. I put like, a I set out a lamp there because I, I thought we need more illumination. And then, then it acquired like a wreath that's now hanging like on the, the on on the wall part of it the inset part of it and now i have a whole bunch of led lights and the the sort of like removable removable like little clips to hold it to create this like waterfall of like twinkle lights and so i should be doing this stuff to my windows and setting up my tree i have not because i don't know i've maybe it's because i know more people will see this little like you know devotional altar to 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 American style Christmas, then that we'll see. Oh. We'll see my actual tree. I think that's kind of beautiful, though. I've been really enjoying your social media posts from your from your walk through Union Square Holiday Market. It's you know, I've been actually really enjoying. <clears throat> I had a couple friends go to New York, but just in general, I've been enjoying seeing people's Christmas because I it just has. I kind of feel, and this is anecdotal kind of did a little survey of the neighborhood last year the neighborhood was so bright it was bright (laughs) with all these christmas lights every house had their own array going on and it was bright enough that whatever phone i was using last year looked a lot brighter in the videos i was taking than the ones i'm taking now so again (laughs) completely anecdotal but i kind of feel like everybody's just really tired and that's okay i i think that's fine and I also think this is the year that we're trying, but we're just too tired to really do it. So in your case, you yeah. tried to, you know, you're in progress with the altar, which I have, I'm sure you will get it done by Christmas time and it will be like really beautiful. I've been trying to like do something more with the living room. I even bought <laughs> new decorations this year. See, it's, I think it's, it's okay. It's, 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 it's tough. And for, 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 to you and to everybody else, the only expectations are the ones you're putting on yourself. It's it's okay. It's, and it's okay if like 2021 is just the year that I decided that from now on the Christmas tradition is that I, I, I decorate the, the marble altar in the hallway as opposed to uh, because sometimes things just shift. And also 2021, I think the, the signature of 2021 is it's a rebuilding year. Like 2020, we had to write the entire thing off. Like there was, mm-hmm. there was, uh, we, it, it was like there was almost no cause or reason to really do all the stuff we used to do for Christmas in 2020. Yeah. 2021, we have to reclaim our rhythm. So we're not going to be right back into it. So it's again, it's a rebuilding year. It's like, it's, it's the, it's the year in which like we, we won the world series last year. This year and like most of the most of uh, the people who who were free agents like were, were snapped up by other teams. So we're going to spend a year rebuilding our pitching staff. You know, getting cup getting, getting a couple of uh, filling out our our, our our batting roster, and then mm-hmm. next year we can get right back into it. But this, mm-hmm. I think, I think that most of the most of the stress of the holidays is self inflicted. Some of it is inflicted by family members who aren't aware of how much of a pain in the butt they are being, but. If if you have the ability to say no, that is one of the most powerful and wonderful yes. and liberating things to say. That if, speaking uh, no, of which, yes, yeah, to I mean, know. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean the 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 number the number of times where I I just had to say to myself, it's a lovely invitation, but I'm just not into it this year. 
and I'm, I'm I will do Thanksgiving more than Christmas, but thanks Thanksgiving where it's like I this year last year I was thrilled to like to again spend like an hour and a half getting to like a someone else's house and like enjoying Thanksgiving dinner with uh, with a dozen and a half people, some of which I knew, some of which I didn't know. Oh, boy, oh great! I'm, I was, I was, it was great to put on a tie and my little sweater and you know have all my little stories walked up and give give the of uh, uh, the the version play the role of the version of Andy that I play when I'm not with the people I'm really really mm. close to, and and that, and that was fun for a few hours. This year is like I want to wake up. I want to spend the day before cooking everything on Wednesday that could be cooked on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, playing it as it comes, I will, at some point I will have like a very complete Thanksgiving dinner at my own pace with everything that I like and nothing that I don't like. Christmas can be exactly the same way. That's what we, we, we talk, I talked about this on last week's show when we did the, the solo. I think I, I'm, I'm, I think I talked about the New York trip and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but yeah, it's, I realize that the fun of Christmas is going to be, I got to get, I got to go to Boston and get my Kringle on, just put it on the schedule, make it the entire day. And honestly, as much as I love hanging out with my friends, I, 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 as much as I like, like love <laughs> being with my family, uh, so, so really what I love is that day where I've just got my camera and I'm just walk, walking around to enjoy the, the the lights and the sounds and people wiping out in the, uh, the skating pond, the the frog pond, that sort of stuff is just that's just Christmas to me. So although you have, so sometimes it will be a whole you will be stuck with a holy day of, of family obligation. That doesn't have to be the real Christmas. The real Christmas can be whatever you want to create it to be. But back to my house. So the, I, I do have two outs that I've that I've set aside for myself. I'm giving myself okay. permission for for, de- for decorations. Number one is the traditional. Again, uh, half my family is like 100% Italian. My father's side of the family, 100% Czechoslovakian or Russian, depending on who you ask. There was some. There was there were, as many Eastern European immigrants have in yes. their story. There is the generation that said. There was a reason why we left that country and that situation because it was so horrible that we never want to speak of it again. So, no, we are not going to tell you charming stories from the old country that locked down exactly where we where we originated <sighs> from. Uh, but that means like my, my ancestors suffering means that I get the bonus Christmas. I get the Orthodox Christmas. Ah, uh, oh, wow. You celebrate the Orthodox Christmas and I'm actually Orthodox. I don't celebrate it. Right. Well, no, <laughs> see, again, I get, I get the, the, for the, the, the Italian side, we get the December, December the 25, all the normal stuff. However, there is also going to be, you know, pierogies, uh, sausage, ham, you know, on little Christmas, mm. a couple of weeks later. But that also means that in my mind, if I blow the Italian deadline, I still have the Russian deadline that I still haven't blown yet. Oh, yeah, and that's the, and true. So that so the, so I can still get the I can still I can tell myself no no you see this this is the the family tradition where we decorate on Christmas Eve and so the lights are up uh, for, for and we take the Christmas lights down after Russian Christmas and that's the family tradition as of twenty twenty one. But the, mm-hmm. but the other thing is that like most of my lights are like white lights so I can basically say that no I'm not decorating for Christmas I'm decorating for winter to have this wonderful white pristine light show for the neighborhood and which i will keep up through february or march or maybe through summer i don't know hey just see how you feel about it right I'm not gonna it's a rebuilding here exactly exactly <laughs> um well moving on from the holiday which i'm sure we're gonna get back to because that's 
all anybody is doing in their personal life these days. Let's be real. <laughs> um, but speaking of my personal life, I wanted to just bring up very quickly before we get into today's show. I think Mona has been saying Google. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. I thought about this. I was like, oh God, I need to tell Andy about this. I haven't been able to get her to recreate it though since she did it. She did it yesterday. She did it earlier today. She definitely did it Monday. And what she does is she mentions it. Okay, let me explain. She mentions it around the time that she knows we're like heading into her bedtime. And her bedtime is called, we call it Nani Nani in Romanian. So what she does is she'll say the word Nani Nani to kind of whatever, like uh, to confirm that she's understood what we're doing here. And then she'll say Google which is the thing that I do every night in her room so I can turn off the purple lights <laughs> that we use for her to read. Sincerely, I think that this is where this is going. I'm trying to get it on video. <laughs> but so far, so far right now, I'm just at the stage of trying to figure out what she's doing. And I'm fluctuating between, you know, I'm proud because <laughs> she's like figuring out this way to... um communicate and that she understands what I'm saying and that she understands the routine that we're supposed to do at like this time of night. But I'm also a little like, oh, like, oh, that your 20th word in life was a <laughs> major corporation. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it's, it's, it's actually great because on, on top of her understanding what's going on, it sounds as though she's, she wants to play her part. She's like, oh, well, let, let me yes. turn off the lights, mama. You yes. know, don't, don't do that yourself. I can do that for you. Which is, which is, and which is both adorable I'm, and generous and kind. Adorable, generous, kind. And which she is all these things, um, as well as very stubborn and very driven, we'll mm. say. <laughs> driven in her own way. Well, that, that, well we, that's good because, uh, yeah. again, if, if you are worried that one of her first couple dozen words was a couple trillion dollar corporation, maybe her next like big thing will be smash the state. Oh, well, she's an Aquarius. So apparently it's supposed, that's like Aquarius is the water bringer. They're the carrier of like the political sign in the Zodiac. So apparently she's going to have that in her. So we shall see. <laughs> we shall see. She could also do what everybody else does and decide to just give in because that's how you churn butter. <laughs> that's how you are able to continue churning butter. All that said, it is time for us to tease the show about the multi-trillion dollar corporation. So we thought Google was done with glass. No, apparently there's, there's something coming in the pipeline, but not quite what you're thinking. And then a quick update from the spooky google graveyard it's not halloween why did i do spooky it's fine we, well it's 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 spooky we, we can do like a we, we can do sort of a you know the, being ebenezer scrooge or christmas carol sort of thing today <gasps> you, you will be Good visited call. by three canceled google projects perfect oh perfect. perfect the first will come at greenwich mean time oh five hundred hours <laughs> the next at oh five hundred plus one This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. If you have a website, what purpose does it serve? 
Whether it's driving people to your products, collecting sales leads for your company, or providing customer service with a contact form, when these critical transactions fail, you lose out on business. Not to mention the bad experience for your users. But there is a solution. Transaction monitoring from Pingdom. Starting at just $10 a month, Transaction Monitoring runs checks 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and will alert you when cart checkout, forms, or login pages fail, before they affect your customers and your business. Pingdom will notify you the moment there is a failure over SMS, email, or via your favorite apps like Slack, OpsGenie, and PagerDuty. Depending on what's being monitored or the severity of the outage, you can customize who's alerted and how they get the notification. Don't let your users discover a problem with your website. You should be the first to know. And it's super easy to get started. Just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you're ready to buy, use code MATERIAL at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of the Material Podcast and all of Relay FM. Well, glass is coming back, and hopefully this time nobody gets punched for it. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed at my own joke. Um, No, in all sincerity, so apparently Google is preparing to come out with something a little new, a little bit of a different package for its augmented reality efforts. Um, And this also, thankfully, is probably coming with a new OS which should thankfully probably fix some of the problems we had with the original Google Glass. Although they ended up folding that into the so-called enterprise. Right. So you you can still get Google Glass, the enterprise edition. It looks kind of like a pair of safety glasses with a a, a more subtle version of like the Google Glass. I think it is. Yeah, Yeah. it's supposed to be. Actually, by the way, if we're talking about AR-enabled glasses, it's pretty much the hot ticket now in the enterprise sector. Like talk to any manufacturer of any device yeah. and they'll tell you. Lenovo's got it going, I think. Um I'm you know, there's yeah. a bunch of people. That's why Mark's trying to sell us on the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God yeah, I know. Bless him. <sighs> anyway, this this news of an apparent resurgence of glass or whatever is coming next comes actually via LinkedIn which is a Microsoft-owned property. Uh, Mark Lukowski, who formerly was the lead on Facebook slash Meta's Mixed Reality OS project, announced that he's now working for Google, so he's doing well for himself. Uh, he said that his role at Google is to lead the operating system team for aug- augmented reality. So there you go. He spelled it yeah. out for us. That's and that's that's actually and that's actually interesting news in and of itself because remember the Google Glass was was an Android device. And I don't think yes. that I, it wasn't sophisticated enough that I don't that I don't think it was held back, particularly by the fact that it was running your basic mobile free operating system with whatever they had to add to it to make it work. But the idea that they're building an operating system from the ground up just for augmented reality shows you how uh, how committed or how, how how flagrantly they're they're pursuing augmented reality hardware and software now. So for a couple of years now, we've been looking at LinkedIn, just any update that's happening on LinkedIn, because that's where you'll find out like who's changing jobs. Sometimes, you know, somebody will come in and it's also though a place where people go to look for a job. 
I myself have gone to LinkedIn to look for a place to work. And so that's where you will see listings from Google and other major tech companies. And it kind of gives us a little glimpse into where they're staffing. But what it brings me, what it brings to my mind is what happened with Stadia. Okay. Because we got really excited about the effort that Google was putting into this cloud gaming idea. We got really excited that they had people doing hardware and they had people doing games. And then out of nowhere, it was just like a flash in a pan. The butter is gone. We we need to retract all of this work that we had done. At least that's how it seemed on the outside. Without derailing your trail of thought, that is that is your second butter-related metaphor of the I show. I know. I really, I, know. I it's really. It's actually my third excited. of the day. Wow, <laughs> I'm excited to see where this goes. <laughs> I literally, by by the way, was imagining the way butter just like melts into right. the pan and disappears. I'm might still be hungry. I yeah. think. But but that but that's a good point. I mean, there, there there's so much without without Google actually putting something on the blog and announcing here is our investment in augmented reality technology. And here's what it's, it's the LinkedIn is such a LinkedIn and patents and lawsuits are the three ways you learn, you learn things that a company doesn't really want people to know LinkedIn, because not only will someone announce that, Hey, I've been, so Google has now poached a a key person from Facebook, not just, not just that, but right at the time where where Facebook has said that we are 100%, 150% redefining ourselves based on the metaverse. And somehow they let this guy who's, who's, uh, who's, high up in developing Facebook's uh, augmented reality operating system to let him get away. That means that who else is Google going to be rating? Uh, and also his, uh, uh, he was also my, uh, uh, I think the, I had another quote here from the LinkedIn posting. Our team is building the software components that control and manage the hardware on our augmented reality products. So not, just not just software but hardware these are the software components that run on the ar devices and are the closest to the hardware as google adds products to the ar portfolio the os foundations team is the very first software team to work with the new hardware and there's he's basically also saying hey we got some we're staffing up staffing up staffing up uh and this is where we're getting more uh the, the the job listings from google mentions work on a quote innovative ar device unquote i should mention that ars technica did all the grunt mm-hmm. work here of again clicking all the links to, to harvest all this stuff so credit credit is due um another job posting says google is quote focused on making immersive computing accessible to billions of people through mobile devices that's interesting too because uh, if we're we're, we always have this Buck Rogers idea of, no, no, we're going to have like some sort of a visor or spectacles or whatever that, that creates the augmented reality experience. Whereas this is a very googly sort of approach to, excuse me, this, this indicates a very googly sort of component to it, which is that, look, we don't want this to be limited to just people who have $3,000, $1,000, $400 to spend on an augmented, augmented reality gear. If you have a phone that's roughly pretty hip to the 21st century, we will give you some sort of an AR jam uh, going on here. Uh, so, but yeah, it's, I, I thought this was interesting to say the least. I mean, there's, mm. we, we have right now, I, I also wanted, I also was curious about, like you said, it's worrisome because Google is very Microsoft-y in that they will often 
the, in, in, in the bad sense of they will often like announce something that sounds great and they're really excited about it. But all that has to happen is that it has like sort of a bad year and somebody who doesn't like that project gets a little bit more information that they need to sort of turn down the temperature on this project and it just simply fade away. Stadia was launched with huge, 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 huge expectations, huge, huge promises. And now basically at this point, it's a studio where if you are a if, if you want to create a promotional game that runs on a limited sort of set of circumstances, we will figure out how to make it stream for you. So is how much of this is going to be Google noticing that, well, Apple is so hot for AR that Tim Cook, like Apple never says anything. They, they will not even acknowledge that they're coming out with a new iPhone next year. But AR right. AR is one of the two things that Tim Cook will excitedly talk about as not not Weird. about specific plans, but saying, "Ooh, we think this is really exciting. Ooh, we think we can, this is going to be like the next platform of the future." Uh, Facebook again is maybe leaning trying, hard, leaning hard. They're I leaning hard on a virtual, just a virtual symbiosis between you know, yeah. Our real life and our virtual life, like I, I feel like that's where it's going. This is, this Whereas is, AR is a little more, like it's more, it's easier to swallow than full on VR. Yeah, and at, see, you figure that Apple could do it. Apple has everything they need to actually make it happen, and they've been, uh, they know how to design uh, really, really compact, super powerful graphics processing computers because they've been doing they do it now. for the iPhone for years, <laughs> and, exactly for, mm-hmm. for years and years and years. They also know how to develop a device that people will proudly put on their faces and walk around with i mean that's the origi- absolutely correct the, i mean the, the original airpods did not look really didn't make you look really smart having no pops but the sticks. they they're iconic it's an iconic just little q-tips out of your ears it's everybody's doing it <laughs> yeah so so i and the thing that kind of encourages me though is that uh i see i feel like every time we talk about augmented reality i have to say i have no idea what what Apple is thinks they're going to do with this because I just Me don't I, I just don't know of any display technology that could deliver augmented reality the way that most people would kind of define it like again wearing something on your face that doesn't make you look like an idiot uh, that is f- actually practical and useful and doesn't give you a headache so that you would actually want to wear it for hours and hours on a time to get the benefit from it. And I just, I don't even know what kind of display technology exists to make that happen. I know, I know about theories about what they could do to make that happen, but nothing they could build in the next couple of years. So if you think about it as happening in the next five years, in the next 10 years, okay, sure. Anything can happen in the next five or 10 years. But I mean, I, I still think that the, my, my favorite wearable, like augmented reality experience is still my $99 free Pixel Buds A, mm. simply by virtue of the fact that, yes, it's a, it's does nothing that a Bluetooth uh, headset has not has been able hasn't been able to do for the past 10 years. But the fact that they make it comfortable enough that I would want to wear it all day long, it's inobtrusive enough that it doesn't call out that, hey, look at me, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a Bluetooth headset. And the one control is just so easy to touch and easy to manage that hmm. all throughout my walk through New York, I had the I had the left earbud in all the time just so that I could continue to interface with my my phone. And I'm just not sure that I can imagine any sort of augmented reality glasses that would give me an experience that was as good as that. Certainly not for ninety nine bucks, not and not that reliable. <sighs> I am having a hard time myself being creative about the uses of AR, but it's very interesting to me too that Apple would be sort of spearheading it after 
all the the dunces and <laughs> just really uh how should i say really mm, i don't want to say poorly executed but poorly received devices that have come out since so i don't yeah. know um we'll we'll see what yeah. google does and i do think that you're also onto something there though maybe the future of augmented reality is not in screens but in audio yeah that's what thought for and, apple and and it, and it also shows it actually shows off i hadn't really considered this before now but uh google is probably in terms of what you can actually do with augmented reality, they're probably the best position to deliver stuff that people will get immediately because all of their stuff is if there's information out there, we will ha- let you access it and find it and retrieve it for you and organize it for you in milliseconds. Also, if you have you have parts of your digital life scattered all over the place, we will make all that stuff integrate together and make sure it's all connected together. So Apple is probably, you know, you, you imagine Apple demonstrating, and here is the classroom of the future where a, a school system that doesn't have a heating system that's been updated since 1962 has bought a $1,000 headset for each of their 20 students in this classroom, and now they're looking at a tabletop and watching a volcano develop I from don't know, Andy. a billion years. <laughs> they sold them iPads, I'm just saying. Yeah, well, they, they, so. they, but they, they flop. They flop so badly. But you, but, you can, but you can imagine someone saying to Google saying, Look, this is not this is not this is not a way to uh, uh, distract you and create content that you're going to then consume. This is going to be whatever. Keep your phone in your pocket. It never has to leave your pocket. It never has to. You never have to be distracted by anything. Any information you want, it will provide to. It will actually anticipate that. Oh well, he's just come home, so he's probably going to want to see some indication of. I don't know what the, the sort of stuff you need to know when you come home or the sort of stuff when I, when I, when I'm, uh, when I'm picking up my bag and putting on my coat and my hat, preparing, preparing to leave the house, I want to be, I want to be reminded that if, if, if my train is eight minutes late, so which means I don't have to rush, I want to know that my train is, yeah. is eight minutes late. That's the sort mm-hmm. of thing where if it were, if there were just a little bit of text in the upper corner of my glasses that said, Oh, by the way, here's when your train is coming. And of course that's the source, that's the sort of stuff I could deliver through the earpiece as well. So I, I could see Google doing this correctly in a number of ways, but again, I have to be humble enough to say that I don't, I don't, I can't imagine what this thing would look like. I can't imagine how long it's going to take for something that's wearable and usable to exist. And I can't imagine the sort of usage that is going to really speak to normal people, the way that the iPod spoke to everybody, the way that, uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm fascinated by how little, how, how, how my total lack of arrogance <laughs> of any thought that I have on this entire subject, but Google, I'm glad to see that Google at least wants people to know, or excuse me, is allowing people to know that, yeah, we're going to do some stuff too. And yeah. we're, we're building all the phenomenal goodwill that we built with the people by creating Google glass. Just mm-hmm. so, so, so long as I think, I think that whatever the budget is for developing this thing, I hope they have a double digit like sort of percentage of it saying we got to make sure that whatever it is, it doesn't r- doesn't rhyme with ass or jerk <laughs> or schmo because I don't want people call it, Oh, look, here's another Google Google schmo head. Like it's it's mo head motion motion. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, well, I guess moving on. Yes. Moving on from things that you put on your head and are a little more 
or theoretical to something that's a little more tangible, which is that it seems everybody is fighting to get Android games onto Windows for some reason. <laughs> so Google decided, why are you fighting Amazon and BlueStacks when we're just going to go ahead and do it first party right here? They made a surprise announcement during the Game Awards that uh, Google is planning to bring those Android apps that you love to Windows 11 and also allow you to not only log in through the Play Store, but also continue playing that game when you go to your Android device. So a nice sort of parity between two platforms. And I imagine that this stems from a lot of work that Google did already with the Chrome OS. Yeah. With with the Chrome OS. With Chrome OS. Um, it's, I mean, Windows subsystem for Android. <laughs> Take advantage of that, baby. Why not? Yeah. Although, although it's kind of weird, though, because you would think that uh, I, I'm still a little bit surprised that the Amazon App Store is like the default place where Windows 11 users get, install and buy and install Android apps because you would want the Play Store to be right in it up to its neck. And Google still hasn't committed or suggested or indicated what they're going to do. But here they've here they're saying that, no, 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 we've actually built Without any help or coaching from Microsoft, we have built a Windows 11 app that is the Google Play Store for games so that you simply launch this app, buy whatever you want. Like you said, whether you are whether you started your game on Chrome uh, and then continued it on your Android phone and now want to keep on going on your, uh, on your Windows laptop, you can keep doing it that way. It's just weird that they're not trying to run the table by also putting Google Play on uh, on Windows. No, that's too far. Yeah. Then that would give that would take away the point of you buying a Chromebook. I mean, you got to keep people locked in somehow, and they don't want to be completely open because they still want to make some money off of these things. I think in this way, this <laughs> is just like I still think that this is my personal opinion. I still think Google's towing the line between in in twenty twenty one. It's very much well. Let's let's keep this concentrated on Android and its and its little branches. Okay. I still think Google's towing that line of, hey, guys, we're really open. You could do whatever you want with our OSs versus, hey, guys, we really need to make money for the shareholders. <laughs> <laughs> and you see this a lot is like everything that comes through Google, every new feature, they say, this is how it's going to help you. This is how you can use it and how you can take advantage of it. Never about like, here's how we've actually locked down this feature. <laughs> what oh, and by the way, we, we didn't mention that we also cut a really, really extravagant deal with this handset maker to say that you're going to use, you're going to, you're going to have access to all of our Google features, but you're also going to lock out all the stuff that's inconvenient for us commercially. We're adorable uh, that way. We're a little mixed. Yeah. I do think though that Windows and Android have just always played nice with each other. Yeah. Just throughout the legacy because Apple is such a like their whole thing is that they are the walled garden and people right. know what they're getting into when they get there. And so again, that symbiotic relationship, <laughs> Android and Windows can kind of play off each other. I do agree with you though, that it's extremely odd to me how much focus the Amazon app store has been getting considering how limited it is, considering how little Amazon was really, you know, investing in it before this Windows announcement. I mean, before Windows 11, a lot of the support pages on Amazon were like, they, they just didn't quite match up with the announcement that we had just seen from Microsoft. <laughs> yep. 
in terms of like how the Android apps would work, how developers would transfer them over and like that sort of thing. So um, at, at the end of the day, this keeps people in the Play Store and it keeps people spending money in the Play Store. And that is what affects Google's bottom line. Good point. And you know what? If for me as a user, it makes that $5 a month. I pay for the Google Play Pass all that much more worth it. <laughs> I say begrudgingly. Yes. By the way, I've started paying that annually. Ah. I was paying monthly for like years. And I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I should just pay it just outright with like one paycheck i don't need to do this every month yeah so I, I i'm like that too i, I i'm about if this is close to the time of year when i do that awful awful yep. like complete audit of Same. like every single i, I it's, it's not like i don't check my, my my balances and i don't check my credit card statements i absolutely do but i don't necessarily say what's this what's this five dollar chart okay I'll, I'll get that i'll get to that later because I'm, I'm really just looking for is there anything alarming that i don't notice oh speaking of alarming coming from amazon because I did the, I think this is because I did the Echo Show review, um, but I forgot to opt out of Amazon Kids Plus. <laughs> so I've been paying $5 a month for this service that yeah. Mona does not use. And I just got reminded today because I looked at my credit card statement. Anyway, you talk about like how much there, there are a couple of different services, a couple of different apps you can actually download that you give them access to your banks, to your, to your bank account. And it will act and it will actually like mark out like all those different subscription th- things. They there's also kind of a sketchy feature where they will negotiate like lower prices for you, even though I, I, I've been looking at how that works. And it's very, very sketchy. But it's like the last thing I would ever do was trust like a startup company to have access to my to my bank records. But the, but it's just so tempting that, yeah, just do this for me. I don't want to have to do this, I don't, especially the ones where it's like uh, 1-800-523-4481 uh, gem paint molding services llc it's like oh god you're not going to make this easy for me to figure out exactly what this is and and it'll turn out to be like it's my dns hosting service okay great i absolutely need that but could you just say dns hosting service please i'm laughing because i know this all too well okay let's take a quick break and when we get back some google google hq news this episode of Material is brought to you by Automators from Relay FM. If you like this show, there's a good chance you'll like Automators. There are so many daily tasks that we all do that could be automated for us. And time spent on tasks that could be automated is time you could get back. If you want to make your devices do more for you, you need to listen to Automators. Your hosts, David Sparks and Rosemary Orchard, cover a huge number of programs, apps, and ways that you can automate things in your life, so you have more time for the important stuff. Some really great episodes include Automated Communications, covering how you can automate the ways you communicate with other people, Automation Workflow with Merlin Mann, Widget Home Screen Nerdery, and Cloud Automation Check-In which looks at all the popular cloud-based automation services, including where they work and where they don't. Listen to David and Rosemary bring automation to the people at relay.fm slash automators or search for automators wherever you get your podcasts. 
Well, 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 we keep talking like we haven't been working for the last two years from home, but we have been. Uh, And yet, and yet, the employees can't seem to, employers, I should say, can't (laughs) seem to make a big fuss about all this returning back to the office business. Uh, One of those employers, of course, is Google, which I will say has been doing a pretty good job of setting the stage for how more businesses should perhaps be with their employees, which is we're going to keep pushing this until it's absolutely safe. Right. Which is exactly how it should be right now. Um, And another thing that's sort of come through, though, within this new cycle, and this is, I'm sure, going to ruffle some feathers, is that Google's threatening its employees with suspension (laughs) and termination if they ignore vaccine rules. It's it's the good kind of threatening. It's like, you're, you're, you're jerks, you're idiots, you're dopes. We, we we are going to threaten you that we are there's a we've we've basically just 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 like the the big hourglass in uh in the wizard of oz when the wicked witch says here's how much longer that dorothy has to live it's like that's like okay look if you uh, by requirement you're gonna have to like get vaccinated or submit an application that you've got a religious or a medical exemption if you got to do that by december 3rd and if you haven't received the vaccination or the exemption by january 18th we're gonna turn this big gothic hourglass over <laughs> that you've got 30 days to get to, to to wise up if you don't wise up in 30 days like we'll we'll we start off by suspending you with pay for 30 days you get you get a 30-day timeout with pay after 30 days we will let you have your your insurance and your benefits but now you're without pay and then after six months well guess what you're you're actually this is this is via jeez they're giving them six months to get vaccinated yeah that is really generous quite I think, frankly I, I know I, th- I think a lot of it is detox but uh there's mm. a i'm trying to figure uh, detox I, maybe, maybe a well no like mental detox do you mean it like, i was gonna say do you mean a detox of i thought you meant a detox of i mean i mean i mean like okay guess guess what you're no you're no longer like allowed weed out you're, you're no longer allowed to watch this cable news channel you're no longer allowed to, to listen to these podcasts after that well, uh so yeah the only reason I thought maybe that's where you were going is because I was kind of wondering if it would ever come to this with yep. everything that we've been covering the last couple of years about yeah, what's amazing. been going on internally. And so yeah. I would wonder if Google's not just like, this is a great, this is all conjecture, y'all. This is all just funny editorializing, yes. haha, whatever. But I do, I do wonder if someone at Google is just like, let's just, let's just let them show themselves. <laughs> Let's just let the ones yeah, we need to let yeah. go. Just let them show them. I just, I just, I, I, I hope. I really, honestly, I hope for everybody who's like refusing the vaccination. I hope that this, that in, that in twenty years from now, they're both, they're alive, they're healthy, and they're kind of like changing the subject whenever it comes up. Hey, hey, Grandpa, did you like what? What? How, when did you get the yeah. vaccine? Like, oh, well, I That's got, like, I, I got a little bit later, but of course, I yeah. got it. Let's. Hey, how about those? How about those red? That's socks? like me changing the subject about who I voted for when I was eighteen. Um, right. <clears throat> which again, changing the subject. Yes. Um, but yeah, so this well, is so, so CNBC got yeah. CNBC got a hold of a of a memo or some sort of document that senior management was sending out to employees, and so the the the, the text is that uh, again uh, unpaid personally for up to six months. Uh, you get you get to retain your benefits of the first three months of that, and then quote their employment with Google will end unquote. Uh, all employees. Uh, I imagine a guillotine. I'm just yeah. saying it. It's I like at well, at some point, you, it's like due diligence. It's like when okay, I know this person. I know that this friend of mine 
actually didn't take didn't borrow my car without my permission because there was a medical emergency. However, due diligence, before I cut this person off from my life completely, I need to give them enough rope to absolutely hang themselves with. And this is like <laughs> after after six months, if we if you're not wising up after six months, guess what? We we need to we need to find someone to fill your position. Um because part part of it is that the January eighth, eighteenth deadline is something that you might have been hearing about because it was actually set by the Biden administration. Uh, it's like a mandate for all U.S. companies with more than 100 employees. Um, Google's actually pol- Google's policy is actually stricter than the federal government's in that uh, the go- the government uh, mandate is that uh, if you someone does not if someone refuses the vaccine, they would have to get text they have to get, get tested regularly to pr- to basically get continuous like uh, clean tests. Google is not giving people that option. It's like no, we don't, you don't get to test you. You don't. We're not going to test you every week. We're not going to do stuff like that. You too get many variables. It's yeah. it's just too much. It's so much easier to just go get that shot, the shots that you need to get. Yep. Um, which a majority of the world's population has. Well, not that much, but no. I don't know. Not, not enough. I, but but, but I, th- I think the point is that if anybody, I can understand people not wanting to be the first in line to get an inoculation, particularly if they're telling themselves that oh, this was fast tracked, wasn't tested as as long as a, a regular vaccine would. But at this point, if anything was causing problems, so many millions of people have been vaccinated that we would have found it by now. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. That's what I meant to say with that. But I do think that behind all of this, the real crux is that they're just trying to get people back into the office yeah. and back to work because next year is going to be yeah. a big year for tech. Um, we're heading into, I was just talking about Web3 today. <laughs> and, um, we're heading into just all sorts of new ugh, innovations, <laughs> I hate to say that word, but that's Ugh, innovations. I know. That's just kind of the know easiest that. way for me to summarize this. Like it really is just they're innovating a lot right now, just on stuff. I, I feel I'm I'm feeling very innovated right now. I mean, I, I feel like I've yeah, innovated is my mental state. I just don't know how else to explain it. There's a lot happening. They're very sick of this two year slump. Yeah. Okay. The big companies want to start like getting people excited about things again right. and they're like we can't have any more stragglers any more people weighing us down we're really tired of your manifestos on the internal <laughs> boards take oh, that God. to gab.com <laughs> that was hysterically funny it's like six 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 hundred googlers have signed what's it's being described as a manifesto that was the exact word in the reporting opposing the vaccine mandate and that that is out of one hundred fifty thousand employees but still that they've managed to find 600 of them enough to fill like a theater it's a it's a global company though so we have to remember there's so much misinformation being spread around like countries like eastern europe where um well i should just say throughout europe and google has many offices there uh wherever you're in an area Area that's just kind of like that this stuff just spreads like a wildfire <laughs> yeah to borrow a metaphor from california yes. uh, but, it's but, just not but it's, there, there, there's actually something in the memo that i thought was interesting um they said that uh uh Again, this is a quote from the memo. Google said that uh, if a job falls outside the federal mandate, as as uh, outlined by the Biden administration, and can also be performed out of the office, the work will be able to, and here's a quote from the memo, permanently work remotely going forward, unquote. I don't know whether so that's- So just a- stay home. 
don't yeah. ever come back to the office. That's yeah. essentially what they're saying. But I, I don't, I don't know if they're saying that, that I think that would be awesome because I think that that's one of the things that we're going to look back on 20 years from now. Everybody, it's going to be bad for middle management, I think, because they're going to realize that, Oh, our jobs could have been automated a long, long time ago. And a lot of our work is just sort of interfering with like other people's work. Whereas these people would be more productive. If they simply stayed home, put in their like eight hours a day, but spread it out around like uh, dental appointments around, you know, getting their, getting their, their, their parents to, uh, to a doctor's appointments, stuff like that. Um, but uh, which they- I would like to say, why are you doing that unvaccinated? <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm no, but I meant like 20 years from now, where the, oh, the, the, okay. the wonder, where sorry, uh, we're speaking theoretically. <laughs> we're speaking theoretically, but but the, the, that is, of course, that could be baloney language, though. So, oh yeah, no, 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 no. If if your work can be performed out of the office, then like, no, we've decided that. I, I know that your job is to look at these spreadsheets and just make sure that the numbers are verified, but we really think you're going to need to do that from uh, from uh, from Ethernet that's actually at Google. So no, no, we're not going to let you do that. No, no. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, let's move on to some more equally news. So it's not going to start equally. What it's going to start is that, hey, guess what? Apple put another app into the Google Play Store. And iMessages has come to. Oh, no, no, it's not. No, no, no. I lost my head there. Um, (laughs) We we're all manifesting. I know. But actually, they released Tracker Detect, which is an app that lets you uh, locate any nearby air tags. And now you might be thinking, wow, that's great. Apple is letting Android users help their Apple friends find their <laughs> luggage, which like, that's how I tried to go at, at it. Right. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's great. You're right. This is great. No, the real reason for this. Well, one of the most helpful reasons actually is that this is to actually help Android users figure out if they might be uh, secretly tracked with an air tag somehow. Well, I'm going to get to the stalking part, but um, I wanted to ease us in. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The stalking part. No, but in all seriousness, uh, this is something that is happening a lot of. And I actually, um, I talked about this a little bit today on, we recorded the Gadgets podcast. And I talked about this with um, my co-host. And we were talking about the unfortunate mass of videos that you can find on TikTok of women who are just discovering air tags somehow like taped to their car or like taped to the, you know, inside of their bag or some weird place that they weren't even thinking to like look for that thing. And can you imagine like the kind of anxiety that you would get in the moment and then to put it on social media as a sort of alert to other women and people who might be affected by this. So yay, there's an app on Android from Apple. That's great. But the reason that it exists is because People are using this for so many bad things that it was like, okay, well, let's make this a little more easily discoverable to just kind of make it equal across the board. It was, was, it's not equal, unfortunately. Like what makes, what makes AirTag so dangerous is that like tile, they cost 29 bucks each, 25 bucks if you buy them a pack of four. So no one is going to worry about like losing $25 if they're up to no good. That's, 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 that's easy money to, to throw away if they, if they never see this AirTag again. Um, however, the, whereas the, it, it becomes more, more problematic than a tile tracker because there, this, the, the find my network from Apple 
works with every single iPhone that's out there. Whereas right. the Tile network only works with phones that have the Tile app installed. And that's going to be, it's, whereas this, whereas AirTags can be tracked by any phone, even if the user has never owned an iTag in their life. That's uh, true. An, an AirTag in their life. So that be, that becomes a much more powerful network, a much more powerful stalking tool. And it really, really, really got up my nose that the uh, the if you have an iPhone Oh boy, is it going to try to protect you as much as possibly can? If if it detects that there is an air tag traveling with you that is not your air tag, it will actually throw up an alert on the phone. It is always scanning the proximity for air tags that are traveling with you. So if, uh, so I someone see puts so if someone puts one in your bag without knowing, puts one in your car without knowing. If it's moving with the, at the same speed and rate as the phone, then it knows that okay, there's something in here that shouldn't be here. I'm going to give an alert. Uh, whereas if you're an Android user, you can have this app. And it will not continually scan, but you can press a button and it will like listen for Bluetooth right. signals. And how many people are actually going to do that? And this this is why I always thought this was such a weird well, thing. Not for just how many. Into. Sorry to interrupt, but it's no, not just ahead. how many people are going to do that. You wouldn't think to do that until right. you physically, because the way that uh, the way that it was explained to me is that this it will chirp for an iOS user, so right. you will at least have some like physical resonance that something is like there. And I don't know that it would chirp for an Android user. It's 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 supposed to chirp under certain circumstances, like if it's if it's actually been registered as lost, then it's supposed to chirp because the battery will not be able to sustain it like forever. So it gets turned on. So at least, yeah, you if you heard it chirping, you would say, oh, no, somebody lost their luggage uh, or, or you, something. Yeah, or you wouldn't hear it. You wouldn't hear it in your car. And I'm sure that anybody who is nefarious enough to say, I'm going to sneak this tracker into somebody's bag or someone's someone's whatever, I'm sure that they would figure out a way to muffle that so that it would just be this weird thing that you almost heard a couple of times during the day, but it was so faint that you didn't, this is, this is the sort of stuff where, I mean, t trackers are, it's a great idea. It is, is such a, uh, futuristic sort of idea. And by that, I mean that if, if you were a futurist and you're right, oh no, no, there will be actual little devices you can put onto all your stuff. And so that if you ever, if you ever walk away without your laptop bag, if your laptop bag gets stolen, you can immediately take out your, your, your handheld device and find out where it is. That is a beautiful thing to write as the person in that glass walled office. But then when it comes yeah. to, okay, how the hell are you going to do this so, so that it's not possible for someone to be tracked with one of these devices without knowing that they're being tracked. It's like, I, I'm surprised that Apple decided to get, involved in this because it's just it's such a hard problem to solve and i think that apple's proving that it's an impossible problem to solve yeah we've really just normalized the idea of the surveillance state quite frankly yeah <laughs> i think about this a lot just because of the my line of work and like what i cover but that's i think that's a bigger discussion for another time i will say um something that i've been racking my brain about and andy you actually found out that Ontario police, they're actually, they actually issued a warning last week about an auto theft ring that was sticking air tags on cars in parking lots. Um, it, one police department knows about it. I fear like my small town suburb, what the police would do if they knew that God forbid something like this was happening to someone in town. Um, this is such new technology as it stands. And I don't know that there's, what is the existing like jurisdiction to kind of help somebody yeah. in, a, in a situation? And that's why you will see a lot of people on TikTok posting some really, really awful stuff because yeah. when there's nobody to help you, like where else are you going to go? The internet. 
Yeah. I want to leave you guys with that. Uh, we're <laughs> going to take a quick little water break. Cleanse our literally and fi- theoretically, or excuse me, literally and figuratively cleanse our palates. And we'll be back. Well, now time for some uplifting news from the graveyard. (laughs) Uh, I I will be honest. When I think about the graveyard, I immediately think of the art from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the books I had as a child that would scare scare the pants (laughs) off of me. They were so scary. We always read them in a dark garage. But anyway, uh, they serve their purpose. So I don't know if, Andy, do you remember the Google toolbar? Barely. This was this was such a nostalgia hit. Wasn't it spam? Excuse me. Didn't it feel? Didn't it feel like spam? Kind of like it, it was right. It was released in two thousand, and it was a play, so. It's a if you're not familiar with it, it was a <laughs> two thousand. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. A, yeah, exactly. Who 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 was alive back in two, the year two thousand? No, but, but I mean, think about the year two thousand. How many times we accidentally had? We had the Yahoo toolbar. We had the Google yeah. toolbar. We had the whatever other toolbars that would always get installed with a piece of software. Because Microsoft Internet Explorer was the undefeatable undefeatable king of the internet. And so, what 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 you're going to do? Write your own browser? A little upstart company like Google? Come on. You, got, you, got, you want to have a, a toolbar within like the monster browser that will always be here. And it gave like uh, a Google search, access to Google search, Google translate, spell check, a couple other things. Uh, and the, the Ars Technica uh, had a, 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 had an article which they the, – the first time that most of us thought of this in the 20 years was calling our attention to the fact that, oh, we were actually going to write an article about it because we were shocked that it still exists. And while we were researching this, Google actually pulled the plug on Google Toolbar, which which I, I thought was a, a pity because it was launched on December 11th, 2000. So it was only able to drink legally for like three days before it was terminated. Ooh, ouch. That's like, I, ho- I hope That's I hope what Google you get Toolbar- for being an American. <laughs> yep. You got, you know, I hope you had a hell of a bender because that, that hangar is going to last you. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, sorry. This... The, ours had a really good roundup about uh, what the, the toolbar did and actually points out that it's a beautiful relic of like the difference between Google in 2000 and 2021. They're pointing out that, well, look, the privacy policy for the tool is like baked right into the UI. It's not, you don't, you don't have to click into an about box and then click into like a link to get to something offsite. No, no, no. It's right there. And there's a huge like candy bar size button that says, turn off all features that send information from Google toolbar. Like, wow, that is so not the Google that I know. (laughs) Wow. Wow. This is what's happened in 20 years. Wow. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm looking through these screenshots, by the way, which uh, there are a lot of them. You definitely check this out if you are into our show It's very retro. (laughs) Well, not even that. I'm just looking. I was getting excited a little earlier because I just see all of these toolbars on here. I remember, oh, Live Journal. I didn't re- realize that they had a toolbar. Ugh. Zanga, yeah. Yahoo Bookmarks, ah, uh, slash dot. You instinctively uh, are reaching for a mouse to try to punch a monkey. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, those of us who lived through the two thousand early two thousands. Oh my god, the error message screenshot. By the way, that they published in yes. this is just all these little pop ups, and it's just giving me heart palpitations right now. <laughs> Can I just say? <laughs> 
I don't know how I've gotten on the topic of talking about the old internet. I think it's because I talked about Web3 earlier today, but can I just say the old internet really has not held up to our new internet. It is so <laughs> hard to go down a walk down memory lane because this, you know, security certificates that exist now are like way more intense than anything we had <laughs> back then. Um, websites just simply don't exist anymore. Uh, you know, old browsers don't have access to new codecs and things of the sort. It's a little frustrating for someone like myself who is attempting to archive her old internet life yeah. because I am having the heart, you know, somebody just erased all my tracks. It's, <laughs> these corporations came and went, took my URLs and my data with them. And ugh, it's I'm, a bummer. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sorry about that because I'm, I'm so glad that I, I'm old enough that like all of the stuff that a kid as a kid today, I'd be putting on uh, like TikTok, I'd be putting on, like uh, I'd be putting on like uh, discords. I'd be putting on place, Twitter places where it would be archived forever and it could be immediately retweeted forever. And for the rest of my life, if someone did like a search, they'd find it. Like all that stuff is on like a CompuServe hard drive that is in a landfill somewhere. And it's like, I just think, I, I just think about all the, there are a few things that I remember saying that, Oh, that is definitely something that a 17 year old kid would say. Like without because because he heard it on a comedy album and he didn't really understand what it meant or the context of it, but he thought, yeah. oh boy, thank God that. But put, put put another like eighteen feet of like old diapers and coffee cups on top of that, please. Make sure no one ever finds that hard drive, please, please, please. I I I feel that. Um. Well, moving on from the old internet, I suppose. Onto what was supposed to be a project for the new internet, but has also landed itself a tombstone in the Google graveyard, <laughs> an Area 120 project called Museletter, which was supposed to be sort of a paid newsletter situation. Uh, now, this didn't live for very long. <laughs> <laughs> like we it, talked about a few months ago when it first launched. Yeah, it, it yeah. feels, it felt like they were launching it to offer a leg up or something to Substack. And, you know, for a brief moment in time, we had a just massive wealth of newsletters from every author and journalist that you could think of. <laughs> it was a gold rush and everybody was trying to sell new picks and shovels. <laughs> for like exactly three months. And yeah. then it just kind of stopped. Yeah, it, you can only read so many newsletters. Uh, yeah. Newsletter is going bye-bye. So it's coming to an end. It will be shut down on December 20th. 2021 when they being google will be disabling the website and deleting the limited data that we have <laughs> i'm just laughing at this yeah. they're literally just going to go into a server and just click delete goodbye yeah it's, it's too all those bad. copy edited newsletters that some intern had to like send into their editor at 7 p.m yeah. on a wednesday I mean, it was, it was an interesting idea. It was an idea where, hey, take your Google Doc and basically turn it into a, a newsletter very, very easily. And so monetize, basically use Google Docs as your writing thing and then use it as your production tool and then click this button and muse, your your newsletter account will turn it into a monetized newsletter. 
Um, they said that, uh, well, this news, I actually got, I actually signed up for it when I've heard about it just so I could play with it and write about it. So I did get the email like this afternoon. And the last paragraph is, while this news may be disappointing, we still believe in the promise of new content distribution and monetization. Plus, what we learned will inform future Google efforts in this space and others. Above all, thank you for your support and interest in Newsletter. So, yeah, I'm wondering, like, what they found out, what they learned, whether they learned that, wow, this is a really great idea, but we should definitely bake this right into, like, Google workspaces rather than have it as a separate tool, or whether they decided that uh, the basic idea is sound, but let's help people monetize things on their own. Like, coincidentally, uh, Area 120, which is, again, you, you know what you're getting into when you try anything that's on Area 120. They actually... Mm-hmm. They, they in this in this goodbye letter they they kind of testily re- reminded people look this is like a testing facility for we, we can get new ideas into production really really quickly and we can also drop them really quickly so please don't like build please don't, don't build plan a, on coming a here to get on, married exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly this is <laughs> you're on vacation you're gonna have a fling you're gonna have a whole bunch of memories what happens that, in area 120 stays in area exactly. 120 it's, eh? it's gonna be a smile on your face that your life to, your lifelong content management system will not understand and you refuse to explain uh, but oh so goodness. area 120 launched a, a new thing called quaya today q-a-y-a mm-hmm. today um and it's kind of like it's a, a new service that helps the creator's set up simple online stores to sell digital content. So like a micro website plus hooks to like whatever other social media you have. These plus are very popular to, on Instagram. Yeah. People will tell you like link in bio and it will take you to like this long listicle of here's my shop, here's my discord, here's my Instagram. Right. So instead of having that service do it and simplify it, you're having Google put in all the links for you. So from what I'm understanding from this TechCrunch article, which we will include in the notes, is that you could, like you said, Andy, it's essentially a digital storefront, but with links. Yeah. And not and not, necess- not necessarily, hey, here's buy my hat, buy my pin. It is like, hey, you know, if uh, it's like a coffee like buy, give me five bucks to uh-huh. help me help me continue to do my work or all this sort of stuff. It's it's interesting. I, I this is the, the coinc. It could be coincidental that just as they're closing newsletter, they're opening this new thing. Maybe they say that there is definitely a need out there for a wave to help creators monetize their work outside of YouTube because people hate us on YouTube, even though we, we're adamant that we're making millionaires out of out of, of lots and lots of people. Ho ho ha ha. But it's. Yeah, but the thing is, like, how long is this experiment going to last? It's like it's an Area One Twenty thing. It's like it's you're buying a green banana, and how long can you eat off of a, ben- a green banana? Not long. It looks cool, but uh, you know, spiffy. I'm not 19, so I don't have time <laughs> for this. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing a Roblox game that. <laughs> Well, oh I just, my goodness! Uh, third, three thousand developers, a big company, pay me three thousand four hundred dollars. That's more money than I'll ever see in my life. Like, yeah, but they actually made twenty thousand dollars off of what mm. you. But anyway, yeah. By the way, just I just want to do a recall from earlier before we before we say our goodbyes. When you mentioned Buck Rogers, <laughs> I have never heard of Buck Rogers before, right? But I have heard of Duck Dodgers. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. So I had to go Google that. Sorry, Duck, Duck, Go that to make sure that what you were referencing was actually the pun that I grew up (laughs) knowing about. Because I I don't know Buck Rogers as a pop culture institution. And I I 
quickly looked up what it is. It's a, it's an old show. Um, but I, again, had never been exposed to it. I've only been exposed to the Looney Tunes version, which is Duck Dodgers. And he says the exact same, uh, the 25th, 25th century. Duck right? Dodgers of the 24th and a half century. Yes, yep. exactly. This is this is I, I, I this is the sort of thing I absolutely love because I, so it was, it was a radio show I've obviously never heard the radio oh, show. Oh, I'm sorry, it was a radio show. There was there okay. was a it, then it was like a revived as as like a TV show with Gil, mm-hmm, okay. I, all, all I remember is I starred Gil Gerard. I don't know who Gil Gerard is. I think that it was I was just a little either just a little bit too young or just a little bit too old to be have any interest. Oh no no, I remember it had the stupid robot that I hated. That made me not, never want to even try it. Uh, so I was young enough for it, but it was like, eh, it was just stupid. Anyway, but I, but I but I love but I love I love how uh, culture does this. Where even though I had I knew that I knew that Buck Rogers was just a sequence of letters and or mouth noises that means futuristic thing. That it, and I know I vaguely was aware that it had to do with a, a science fiction like serial or whatever, but I, but I didn't know, I didn't never seen it, had no interest in it. But the idea of re- describing something as Buck Rogers thinking or a Buck Rogers sort of ideas that well, that's the sort of thing that stuck. Just just like the 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 the, the, the sophistication you get as a grown Looney Tunes aficionado is that you realize that like this catchphrase. That uh, that like what that uh, one of these characters is famous for? No, no, no. They're not famous for that catchphrase. There was a radio comedian that they stole that from that they were aping, and now the name of that radio comedian has been completely forgotten. But the, the their intellectual property theft from Warner Brothers lives on. <laughs> oh my god, it's genius! I know, isn't it? Oh my god. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch some Duck Dodgers on my HBO. Yes. <laughs> Before bed. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, Andy, thanks for being here today. I'm uh, glad to do too. a show with you. Missed you last week. Um, we missed you. Everyone missed you. Yeah. Well, we can. I want to remind you all that if you would like to know more about this podcast, you can actually go to relay.fm slash material. You'll find links to our show notes there. Uh, you'll find past episodes there, all that you need to know, as well as a handy subscription link. If you're thinking about becoming a sustaining member of Relay FM, you're not only supporting us, but you're supporting all the other wonderful podcasts here on this network. So thank you so much to everybody who is a subscriber. Um, really appreciate you. Thank you. And I promise we will come back with the bonus episodes. <laughs> Our 2022 right baby. Place. Again, exactly. it's, it's it's a rebuilding year. We're 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 getting back. We're getting we're getting sp- things spun back up again. So it's, many intentions set. So <laughs> many intentions. There's so great intentions too. Oh my god. If if uh, listeners, I wish you were in the room with me where I can see the shelf of my intentions, how gleaming and shiny and beautiful they are. The proportions yeah. are perfect. There's not a gap or a seam visible where all these two panels came together. You would love this. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> If you would like to send us an email, by the way, you can email us at materialpodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at materialpodcast. Somebody does manage the Twitter account. It's me. <laughs> no, I hardly <laughs> post, but I'm there. I see it. So don't worry about it. And also, uh, if, you, if you add us at materialpodcast on Twitter, we definitely see that. Yeah, 100%. 
Well, that's it from me. Andy, are you doing radio this week? Yes. Uh, 1230 in the afternoon, Eastern time on Friday. Go to WGBHnews.org to listen to it live or uh, go to the exact same website uh, later that night or early the next morning because they usually pluck out my segment as a separate thing. You can just stream Perfect. right on the site. That's right. Front and center, Andy Anako, just <laughs> as he should be. With, with, with all that sad stuff about the Boston mayoral race. Oh, jeez. <laughs> As for me, um, I'm on a bunch of podcasts. I'm actually back on all of an Android this week, Yay. if anybody wants to go tune yeah, into I saw, that. I saw your, 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 your face popped up in my YouTube like subscriptions like, oh my God, she's back on it. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do, well, stay tuned to the show and I'll <laughs> explain more what's happening in 2022. And also, Gadgets. Please mm. check out Gadgets. Uh, we're Caitlin and I work so hard on it, and we'd really appreciate your support. <sighs> I think that's it from us this week, though, Andy. So I feel as though we can end happily, proudly, striding back, sleeping soundly. We'll be back next week to help you into your holiday stress. So until then, everybody, <laughs> get some sleep, okay? Have a happy. <laughs>